Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out-of-this-world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are having a guest. We don't have guests all that often, so when we do, it's a delight. And tonight, we're having a guest that's going to be teaching us about things that we probably didn't know about, about decoding the masculine mindset, because how many of us don't even know that there is a mindset, and how many of us know that it could be decoded? So given a list of choices from Jeremy Rudrock, my guest tonight, uh, among the choices, this was one of the choices. And I was like, well, yes, we all need to know this. So we're going to be talking about this tonight. And we are going to be diving in. Jeremy is awesome. I met Jeremy just a few weeks ago. And when I met him, I thought, oh, this guy's got to be on the pleasure zone. So Jeremy is the creator of the Roadmap to Relationship Mastery for Men, co-founder of the Family Man Tribe, is a husband, father, international champion, and sixth-degree kung fu master. He's a multi-time best-selling author, hypnotherapist. Whoops, and all my information jumps. Hypnotherapist, neurostrategist, and consultant. Author of the only parenting book with a money-back guarantee. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That's probably true. It's the only parenting book with a money-back guarantee. Jeremy is on a mission to help dads to create strong marriages, raise amazing kids, and have businesses they love. He's been through it all, and he's here to help us with many strategies and tools to keep our mindsets playful and strong. So that's super fun. And we are going to be talking all about decoding the masculine mindset. So Jeremy, first of all, I want to say thank you for coming on. And what on earth had you go... The pleasure zone. That sounds delightful. I'll be on that show. Um. Yeah. Well, because life is like life is a death sentence. We're all worm food waiting to happen. So we might as well enjoy ourselves with the time we have, right? And and so many people are like so serious. They got to stick up their butt. Everything is. And it's like, dude, chill out. We're worm food. Relax. Let's enjoy ourselves. And so, yeah, the idea of pleasure, the idea of playfulness all day long, every day. Yes, please. Doesn't mean I don't know how to be serious. Doesn't mean there's not a time and a place to dial it in and delete all that crap and just really focus. But there's so much of that already. Let's have a different conversation um, because we can enjoy ourselves a, a lot more than we truly do. I love that. And since we're all worm food, but we can evolve while we're worm food into other things. As we are worm food, we're decaying and turning into other things. So if we're going to transform, we might as well have fun with that. And part Absolutely. of that is decoding the masculine mindset, right? Do you like how I segued that? Like that was just wild, right? That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the masculine mindset in your, um, when you explain this to people, what is the masculine mindset? So fundamentally, 
you could look at the way we use our brain as the right side and the left side. And the right side of our brain has infinite storage, infinite recall, colors, pictures, stories, music, everything wiggly wobbly. It's cooked spaghetti all slammed together and amazing. Everything is connected. Well, the left side of the brain is sequential. It's logical. It deletes. It can only handle five to nine things in a sequence, and then it starts to loop on itself. The left side of our brain is kind of the masculine side. The right side of our brain is kind of the feminine side, and the feminine grows and expands. Well, does that mean masculine cannot grow and expand? No, of course we can't. Masculine can, but it's in specific lines and grooves. It's not chaos. It's organized. It's order. It's the mind versus the heart. It's the invisible versus the visible. The masculine is action taker. It is the driving force. It is driven. But it doesn't always think about where it's going or why it's going there. But we got to get there faster. And so that masculine side, it's the warrior, it's the protector, it's the provider, it's the the architect, it's the stop wasting my time with all the inconsequentials, give me the point. And that's a beautiful place to live at times, but it can also lead to a lot of isolation, a lot of overwhelm and deletion because there's too much to handle. So I'm just going to go to ground. I'm going to get quiet. I'm going to dig in on just this little salient point. And so... The masculine mindset really is about fundamentally protector, provider, producer, make happen. So that's now that we've decoded that and we know that it's all about being the protector provider. uh, There's obviously like neurological things go on. There's biochemical responses in the body that happen that would have our brains kick into masculine mindset. And, and maybe stay there longer. So what are like what are some things that you find when you're working with men that have them s- sort of uh, stay in a masculine mindset and not allow other parts to be integrated? Oh, that's good. Yeah, for a lot of guys, I'm not ready, right? Like I'm not ready for blah. I'm not ready. I'm not at that level. I'm not ready for... And what they're really saying is not convince me to be ready or convince me to go against my better judgment. What they're really saying is understand that I've got work I need to get done for my own internal self-respect, my own internal toggles. Like, you know, sometimes guys will get in situations where they feel trapped in a romantic situation, for example, and like, I'm not ready to be a dad. And then he gets crucified in the relationship for not showing up as a dad. And he's like pissed because well, I told you I wasn't ready to be a dad. That didn't mean do it anyway and I'll just grow what I need to have. That meant I'm not ready to be a dad. The best question is what would you need to have completed to be ready to be a dad? And is there anything I can do to help you get there? Because it's not it's not an exchange. It's not a tit for tat. It's not, a, it's not an evasion. It really is I know within my own internal integrity – I'm not there yet. I've got things I have to go address within myself. And until I do, I can't be at that other level. And so unfortunately in society, that's not a good enough answer. Like guys are told, no, you have to be flexible. You have to adapt. You have to just suck it up. You have to just blah, blah, blah. And and if a guy says, I'm not ready. Yeah, well, that, that that's your problem because the world's moving forward anyway. Deal with it. 
And the way guys do is often self-destructive. It is isolating. It is stuffing down the things that he needs to thrive. Well, no one cares. No one's listening anyway. I'm just going to not say it. What do you want me to do? Fine, I'll go do it. And he's running on fumes and he's exhausted and he's bitter about it over time if it doesn't get addressed. And that's why we have so many guys that, you know, late, late 30s, early 40s, even into their 50s, they're finally starting to hit a point of like, nah, the hell with it. I'm sick of this. I'm going to get my needs met. And they sometimes will go to very selfish places and the marriage will dissolve and things like that because they just, they never learned how to get their needs met ever. And so they explode and that puts damage into their wives, into their family unit, into their kids, that sort of thing. So Jeremy, when you're coaching, do you find that you're having, you're coaching couples? Are you coaching the women on how to understand the men? Are you coaching the men on how to understand themselves? A whole variety. Who do you find is coming to you uh, to actually who are open to find out about that they have this going on, that they're exploding internally, but they're not saying anything. Yeah, it's usually guys 35 plus, And sometimes the wives will be on this journey as well. But a lot of times it's the guy by himself because there's so much like acrimony and tension with his wife. He's like, I don't, I don't know where to get traction. And for a lot of guys, when they start to like truly grow, sometimes it gets weaponized against them. Oh, why now? So what, what finally, because I've, I've heard you, you've said this, you, and then it gets weaponized of like, I don't believe you, I don't trust you. And so it's like, he's trying to improve himself and it feels like he's getting kicked in the junk left and right. So I'm just not going to tell her anything, um, which is not my favorite way to work, but that's typically what happens. And it's helping guys understand themselves in their own journey, as well as understand the reaction, why your wife is having this reaction. Like, there's, there's, there's a logic behind it, my man. There is, there's a reason that she's reacting that way. And I can give you a, a quick example because I just got feedback two days ago from the guy that I was messaging um, because he was in a conflict with his wife and it got messy sideways and he felt disrespected in his own home after working a 12 hour shift and, and things could have, that could have been the end of a marriage. And instead they're in a better place now because I guided him to an understanding that he like, Oh, that makes sense. And he apologized for her being mad at him. And now everything's better, which a lot of guys are like, what? No, that, that's not how that works. You don't apologize. She got mad. She needs to apologize. And it's like, well, if you understand the context, do you want to be right or do you want to get results, yes. my man? Because I'm in the result business. <laughs> and apologies need to be sincere. Like, it's one thing I, you know, Explaining apologies to people is one thing. This is actually um, one of the other uh, hosts of one of the other shows recently did uh, a thing about what what is your, I think they, she called it, like, what's your apology language in line with what, you know, your love languages, but she also went with the apology languages. I think it's a really cool concept because we don't always recognize how our partners are apologizing. And it might not always be the same words. It could be in actions. It could be in different things. So knowing your partner's apology language, I think, is a really cool concept. Um, and, and to be able to work with that. So when you have, when you are working with men, are they open? Do you find that you have men that are open to apologizing? Or is that like a real, a real growth discomfort zone? The... 
most guys just want to get the result. And the challenge that they fall into is, but I'm not wrong. And it's like, okay, cool. You're not, but you're also sleeping on the couch. Is that a win in your book? Because that's not in mine. I like sleeping next to my wife. Right? And so rather than like, like what hell are you going to die on, dude? You want to get the result. Cool. Then you've got to apologize in a way that helps her to feel healed or, or your child or your son or, you know, whoever you're apologizing to, yeah. they should be healed or feel healed in that experience. And if they don't, you didn't do it, quote unquote, right for them. And how you apologize for what they I need. That. That, well, how you apologize for what they need doesn't mean that's how you apologize for yourself. And I've got a way for guys to apologize right. and, and own the impact without having to say necessarily that he was wrong because a lot of times yes. it's not about you being wrong. It's about, it's about the impact and how it hurt their feelings. Right. Yeah. It's and, usually about and, the hurt and just acknowledging yeah. there's some hurt. Yeah. And that's what, that's what guys are like, like coming to that. Cause they're like, you know, they feel like when they apologize, it's like, well, I have to say what I don't mean. I'm not sorry for what happened. I mean, I, I wish I hadn't gone that way, but but I wasn't wrong because I did this and this and this is the reason. And they can they can like walk through the whole logic flow, and it's like yeah. fantastic, dude. You're in the wrong time and place for that. You you've got a partner with metaphorically a bleeding chest wound, and you want to explain why you didn't mean to poke them in the bleeding chest wound versus let's heal the damage. And then if we need to, we can talk about how we got there so we don't get there again. How about that? Is that's that, really that's great you have like a verbal example yeah yeah i love that and i'm just wondering uh, you were saying like you have a way to to have men do this is there something that you yeah. can share with the audience yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like giving I, away all your secrets i have a, I, I have a fantastic story and, it, and it's it's great but we've got one minute to break so i'm gonna wait until after the break okay. i'm in control I, of break it's all good i'm evil that's a, i'm I in mean, control of breaks so you can oh do you what are you like. oh even better. Okay, and then so cool. Here's break here... after your story. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'll give you guys a situation and I'll explain the strategy. Okay, here's the deal. My man comes home from work. He just pulled a 12-hour day. He walks into his house. He has uh, his wife's BFF and her daughter are living with them currently because her domestic situation went sideways. So he walks into the house and you've got wife, wife's best friend eight-year-old daughter, eight-year-old daughter is doing provocative dances for TikTok. Now, I'm not here to judge that. Is that something I would encourage? I have a nine-year-old daughter. She doesn't work. Um, but beside the point, he comes in. He just worked a 12-hour. The house is a mess. The kids are loud. They're all carrying on. He just wants peace and quiet. He says something about the situation to the BFF. She gets mad. Wife gets mad. Now he's being read the riot act because how dare you and who do you think you are and men are so oppressive and I'm raising my daughter to be strong and independent and then he fires back. You're so strong and independent. You're living in my house eating my food. You can get the out. And now his wife mm -hmm. is even more upset. The my, my and, mom. And he's, yeah. in the, he's in the doghouse, right? And so that's where we start our conversation. He's like, dude, uh, I'm in trouble. I'm like, explain to me okay cool what's your outcome well i, I want to be respected okay cool so you want to apologize and you want her to respect you all at the same time that's difficult but we can sequence it and the thing you've got to understand is 
you're not wrong for being upset. You're not wrong for wanting peace and quiet in your house. You're not wrong for wanting the things you need. Those are all beautiful things. But maybe consider you said something to your wife's BFF without talking to your wife. So that may have embarrassed your wife. Now she feels the need to protect her relationship with her best friend. So you embarrassed her. Um, and chances are you came in because you just finished a 12 hour shift. You didn't do a transition ritual. You didn't like get yourself into the right mindset to be home. So you probably came in a lot hot and heavier than you meant to. And he's like, well, yeah. I mean, I did tell him to get the, out of the house. Cool. So now what you need to do is you need to take your wife aside. You need to apologize to her. Well, I wasn't wrong. I mean, it's my house and I pay the, dude, 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 you're not wrong. I respect where you're at, man. And it's your house and it can be your rules, but how is that attitude working right this moment? Well, it's not. Okay, cool. Is it so not his wife's house? Do they not share a home? Is it well, not they, like an our house situation? When a guy is put in this situation, he feels right now he has to fight to be heard and to be respected. So because of his wife taking his friend's side against him, no, it's his house, not hers. It doesn't matter the actual right. reality because it's how he feels. I mean, he is where he is. I'm not going to make him wrong, but I want I need to build right. a bridge between these these paradigms, right? And so you're going to yeah. apologize to her, and you're going to take her aside, and you're going to say, "Hey, babe, I, I just want to I just want to apologize for the way I acted with you and with your BFF. I'm pretty sure I came home and I came into this way too hot and heavy for what needed to happen." And I'm and I'm really sure that I embarrassed you and I put both of you on the defense. I mean, she's going through some stuff and I mean, she's living she's living with us, which I'm fine with, but she's living with us for a reason. I'm I'm really sorry that I embarrassed you and I made you feel threatened and, and I pushed you towards Mama Bear. Can you forgive me? And then you hold the silence and you wait until she says what she says. And she may acknowledge that. Yeah. She may she may kick you again just to test if this is a sincere apology or not. Whatever she does, you got to be willing to face that storm because is your goal to be right or get results? Results. Awesome. So she needs to put her weapons away, and the only way she's going to do that is if she feels safe. She felt like she had to fight you because you blindsided her. To be fair, you got blindsided too, but right now we're not talking about your needs because you're not the one that's getting the apology or the one giving the apology. So we got to know what her needs are, and we got to meet her where she's at to heal it there. Once we've done that, then we can go to the next steps of getting you the respect and the flow between the two of you. And we can heal all that once the two of you are back in rapport and the flow between you two is smooth. Until we do that, you both have swords out and you're both cutting for delicate places. And he was like, yeah. this makes so much sense, right? And and that's yeah, kind of like – it's how you, you – the apology has to have a context to it. But it's not – this is the thing for guys to understand. When you apologize, stop justifying what you're apologizing about because then you're buying back the apology. Even as you, said, even as you put the words yeah. out, you just, you just swallowed it right back up, dude. You've you got to stop. This is something you're giving to her to bring her back to totality and, and wholeness. When she's filled back up, then she's not defensive. She feels safe. She feels loved. She'll be understanding. She'll be appreciative. She'll be respectful. All these wonderful things when she's filled back to overflowing. So make that your mission. Absolutely. You yeah. And it's the we win. And it does go both ways, term. right? Yeah. It, yeah. 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 It is a we win. 
Yeah, it's great yeah. if but if, if anybody can take the lead on that is great. But it, it usually takes one person to take the lead. So, so who's going to be brave and take the lead? Yeah. And I think it's great that you're facilitating that. So we're going to head to our first commercial break. We may only have two this time. Oh, well, we're heading to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back with our guest, Jeremy Rudrick, right after this commercial break. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. If you have the pleasure of watching on video tonight live or post-show production, you are getting the delightful dances from the 80s and 90s from us 80s and 90s babies dancing on grooving like it was the 90s. Yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy the 90s grooving. I feel like I'm back at, like I can actually imagine this like club I used to go to in, in the 90s. <laughs> so it's fun. And then I just aged myself. But as we say in this house, I'm hurtling towards 50 and that's all good. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm hurtling, but that's what my husband calls it. He's like, honey, you're hurtling towards 50. I'm like, you're past 50. What are you doing now? Like, he's like, it's all downhill from here. All right. If you say so. But I don't think that's true. So tonight we are talking all about the masculine mindset and decoding the masculine mindset. And how, you know, I think this is such a helpful conversation because I can't tell you, uh, you know, there, there was a book that came out years ago called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And the truth is, it does have to do with the brain, the way we communicate. And there is often a lot of misunderstanding. And uh, I joke, but sometimes I'm like, I'll translate your husband for you or I'll translate your wife for you, because I feel 
that what I do as a relationship coach and a sex and intimacy coach is I translate to people what they're actually trying to say to each other. And then we try to create language that they can understand. So, and use different methods to be able to bring communication back. Because as you were saying before break, Jeremy, about apology, it's really about healing the wound so that you can move forward. So you can have a deeper relationship. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about seeing where the hurt is, healing the hurt and moving forward. Yeah. I really Can love I that. add something to that? Yeah, of course. Add on. For the masculine, right? Like we've heard ad nauseum for women about like you have to apologize for hurting her feelings and, and you have to like, like, like that gets drilled into men. But I don't hear a lot of women being told you need to apologize for disrespecting your man. And a lot of women will bristle at that thought because it's like, oh, well, no, I didn't disrespect him. It doesn't matter. It does It's not important. It's like, no, you don't get to define that for the other person. You can define it for yourself. But try this the next time things get tense between you and your husband. Say, hey, honey, I'm sorry. And it's not, I'm sorry if I disrespected you because that's an evasion of responsibility. That's the same as saying, I'm sorry if your feelings were hurt. It's a non-apology apology. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. You have to take ownership of the impact. So, honey, I'm sorry I disrespected you. You were trying to tell me something important. You were trying to save me time, and I thought I knew more. I rejected what you were offering. I made you to feel small. I'm so sorry. That is never my intent. I think you are an amazing man, a, a fantastic protector and provider. Can you please forgive me for disrespecting you? And if you give him that, he will probably be like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's no big deal. But you will see him literally get an inch or two taller oh, yeah. when you apologize yeah. for that disrespect because so few men ever receive that phrase. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. As we were going to break and I had said, like, this road goes both ways. So we do need mm -hmm. to take ownership of our actions and, and, you know, our impact on people. We do it all the time. And sometimes, and you had mentioned briefly too, like even with your children, right? It's so important that people often belittle their kids and that is, you're just going to end up creating people with such issues and they won't know how to navigate relationships when they're older. And you're going to have a lot of wounded people, which we have a lot of wounded people walking around, not knowing how to communicate, not knowing how to say, I'm sorry, or even recognize that their impact, right? Like, oh, I hurt yeah. you. I realize that my words, what I just said, wasn't cool to you. I thought I was funny, but I actually hurt you. That I'm so sorry that I did that. Like, yeah. I'll be more aware of it. And I think, yeah. too, sometimes with apologies, it's to acknowledge that you're, you, you now recognize that what you did was this, that you're choosing to be more aware in future because you don't want to repeat this habit. Because it's one thing to get apologies and you get 55 of the same apology. At some point, you're like, yeah, I'm done with that apology. It's to exactly. learn from the action. So you stop stabbing the person in the heart and creating that open wound. That's really important. So, yeah, and, and, and you can ask for help. You could be like, hey, I, I feel like I apologize for this a lot. Can you help me be better at this? Yeah. And, and if, you're, if you're inviting the coaching, you're inviting the guidance, it's much easier to receive. And it's much easier to, to do something with it versus if they're trying to tell you how to do xyz but you didn't ask so consent's a very powerful thing and i'm sure you you talk consent a lot so it's but like consent. yeah yeah so so ask for that ask them to coach you but you give them permission to do so and give you feedback and it's easier to raise your standards and like let's not have this conversation i want to have new and interesting fights i'm tired of the old ones 
please. Right? Really interesting fights that are going to yeah. bring you to new and interesting levels. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. really fun. Let's have new fights. I'm done with the old fights. Actually, and then there's a time where sometimes you just have an understanding of each other. I find it it both weird and amusing, but I was in a lot of relationships in my life. That part's not weird and amusing. That's just who I am. But the weird and amusing part is that with my husband now, um, if even if we have an art, I think that we had a, a fight eight years ago. And I remember it to this day because we don't fight often. Like, and when we do, it's it's usually because, um, my, so my husband has uh, a hearing impairment and sometimes I don't say things loud enough and then he gets frustrated and then I get frustrated. And I'm like, okay, I just need to be clear and look at you and I know this, so I just need to do this. And so when I do, we don't have, like discord we can discuss things we can actually be grown-ups right but eight years ago we had a we had this argument and we didn't know what um i didn't even know what was happening like i didn't know at the time i didn't know my husband did um silent treatments i didn't know that was his like method of uh punishment and i was like surprised i'm like why is this man not talking to me we live in the same house it's been three days he hasn't even said hello and I was like so disturbed by it. And I was like, I'm really done with this this silent treatment. I don't even know what I did. I don't even know what's happening here. Can you explain to me like what I did that has you giving me this? And and he actually stopped and he's like, I actually don't remember. I'm like, can you stop doing it to me then? <laughs> because I'm really tired of it. But so I thought it was gonna be a big blow up fight because Previously in, in relationships in the past, I had blow up fights that were like, they, if they were put on film, we probably would have all ended up in jail. Like they were bad. And so this, I thought, well, this is a fight. What fights equal is you might have a hold down, takedown. And when you have martial arts training, you're ready for a fight. <laughs> so you go, you go out to the field just in case you don't want to wreck the house. Right. So we live, we live on 45 acres of land. I, take my now husband out to the field and I'm like I need you to explain this to me and as I was telling him I was we're having this conversation and he's like I don't even remember what why I'm giving you the silent treatment a bear came out of the woods leaping towards us and I was like what is it? I have not had a bear on our property since and so this bear is coming at us and and, I, and it was a baby bear and my husband's like if there's a baby there's a mama and I'm not a good runner so I start I start trying to run back to the house and he's he's just walking all casual I'm like what's going on he's like even if I if I walk I'm gonna run faster than you and like the joke was he was like you know what you just get to the house because if somebody's gonna get eaten by the bear I should take on the bear I was like this is the funniest thing so at that scenario anytime I thought Oh, this man's pissing me off the bear the image of the bear would come at me I'm like is anything worth risking my life to have an argument and the bear the bear was just a reminder of is this actually life-threatening no it's not and I think it actually was one of the greatest things that ever happened for us because that image stops me from fighting 99% of the time it's not worth life or death so I'm just not going to go out to the woods and have a bear run at me. Yeah, that that's awesome. That right there, we call that a pattern interrupt because you guys are anchoring with each other 
references to like, hey, babe, it's not a bear. What's going on? And you can immediately yeah. take yourself from that high alert, fight or flight, amygdala hijack, emotional overload. Wait, it's not a bear. What's going on? Boom. Let's get back yeah. to just person to person connection. You said this. It felt like that. My needs weren't being met. I hate you, but I don't really. I love you, but but you're an asshole. But like, not really. Can can you apologize, please? Oh, babe, I'm so sorry. I never meant for that to land like that with you. I'm so sorry. I hurt your feelings. Okay, good. Thank you. You want some popcorn? All right, cool. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It was it was a really cool experience, especially looking back historically at how my reactions have been. So. I hope that everybody has a bear experience in their life because it's such a great reset. <laughs> it's such a great way to just, for me, it's just like such a great visual and such a great reminder. When I first met you, Jeremy, we were in like a little chat room in a networking group and you had brought up something that I thought was a really great description. And I'd heard it in other ways from spiritual teachers before, but I really liked how you had worded um you'd worded this development and I think it has to do with like personal development. You can either be the boy, you can be the man or you can be the king. And I would yes. love for you to speak to that. Cause I think it's such a great take on things. Yeah. Well, it ties right back to what you said about when I'm working with men and, you know, staying in their masculine and not have, you know, when other parts aren't integrated and, and really with men, with a masculine person and one just sidebar for everyone here in attendance when we say men we say masculine we're really talking about people living in their triangle living in the left side of their brain right whatever your body's pokey in parts and pokey out parts that's like one frame of reference polarity the the triangle the circle the right brain left brain that's another factor your your sexual orientation is another factor it's not all deterministic one to one to one people are squiggly and messy and color outside the lines. So, so please understand, you know, we're not, I, I'm not trying to pigeonhole anybody to be a specific way. There are women who naturally live in their masculine and they love Absolutely. men and, and that's fine. They're just wired slightly more masculine. Cool. And it could be a defense mechanism or it could just be genuinely who they are. And, and like everything I do is to take judgment out of it. Let's just evaluate what's going on and evaluate towards sustainable results for all involved. Okay. So with that being said, the person running in their masculine, there's really three phases, stages, parts to the masculine. At the very bottom, there's the boy and, and it's our inner child. And it's really about where fault and blame, guilt and shame and games. All of that lives in the realm of the boy because little boys love to play games. They love to create games. They love to build games. And the truth is, guys never stop playing games. We never stop building games. We just change the scale and scope and impact. But, you know, the people that are out there right now gaming the financial world, they're still little boys playing a game. And I would guess, I would surmise, a lot of them are wounded and using the economics to overcompensate for unresolved wounds. And that's where you get into that fault, blame, guilt, shame. Guilt and shame ties into your wounds. Fault and blame is in the, the impact and needs not being met between you and somebody else. And so whenever someone's caught up in those sorts of patterns, I very strongly suspect their inner child needs some support and some encouragement, some integration. With men, Absolutely. once we've gone through those three, then we go to the man. The man's all about power and identity and presence. It's about dominance and control. And a lot of the masculine world at this point talks a lot about this stuff. And, and it's, it's important. But at a certain level... 
when you become power, power becomes invisible. It's like having a hand and you don't think about all the things you can do with the hand. You just do stuff with your hand because it's just part of you. You're just breathing. You're not thinking, oh, my lungs are so efficient with the exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide. I think of that because I've blown two lungs, but I'm a freak like that. So, you know, but that level of the man, there's so many guys that are stuck in respect and control and power. If your inner child isn't integrated, then all of that power talk will not feel safe for women and children because they Absolutely. can feel you're, you're, you're trying to overcompensate for that wound. And look, I'm so big and strong. No one can hurt me ever. I'm so much man. And it's like, dude, if you have to tell people you're so much man, how much man are you really? And so we've got the boy, we've got the man at the highest level, we've got the king. And that's where we live as a visionary, a protector, a provider. But try to really have a vision and implement it when you don't have the fuel and the power as a man, but your inner child isn't safe. So you create these beautiful fantasies, but that middle gap missing, you can never drive the, you don't have the energy to drive it sustainably. And so that's really the the, the process. When I nurture the boy, master the man, then lead like a king. And unfortunately for guys, that's a decades-long process. Like being a king, very, very rare in the 30s. Usually it's late 40s, early 50s, into the 60s before a man fully owns himself and he's no longer reacting to wounds and slings and arrows of outrageous misfortune. Um, Even now, I don't claim to be a king, partly because I don't care about the label, but because I know I have room to grow. And I know there's things I'm good at and things that I need more presence in and things I need more structure to. I'm kind of a shotgun in some ways. And that's because I went sideways as a boy. I had some abuse happen that, that drove me to start noticing all this stuff before I was really equipped to handle it. That's partly why mm-hmm. I've built the frameworks, the models, the, the, the been on the journey that I've been on, why I coach other guys, save them time. But this idea, the boy, the man, the king, if all three are not integrated, there's going to be telltale signs and signals of, of impact of this don't feel right. Something wrong here. You're going to get that vibe even if you can't explain it. And that's really what it is, is it's that boy, man, king cycle not being fully gelled together. And what's cool is if you grow up in the presence of a king, you can start to have structure put in place that you will naturally move through smoother but you still got to learn to be your own king. You can't be king in somebody else's kingdom. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, that's like, when you feel like you're truly sovereign, whether you're king or queen, you know, you've you've gained your sovereignty. There's, it's a very different um, feeling than when you feel like you might be the slave or uh, you can look at it in different trilogies, right? There's different triads, maybe is a better word. There's, um, yeah. There's a an author, uh, author, spiritual teacher. He was a little wacky, uh, Osho, and he talked about mm-hmm. those uh, that developmental process as well. It's really very cool. Uh, I think that a lot of times, what I find is that the really courageous people are somewhere in between being the man and the child, and or the you know the woman and the child, and they're they're looking for growth and they don't even know there's something beyond that they're just like Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's even novel to be thinking oh there's an inner child ruling my life with the shame and the blame and all of that stuff wow that part's ruling my life i didn't even know and 
how is it wounded? Where is it wounded? How can we heal it? What can we offer? And in my really early 20s, I began uh, I began healing my inner child. I did the most random wild therapies <laughs> available and I had so much fun with it and I really gained a lot from it. And I encourage everyone, uh, even if you think that you have done it all, go do more. There's more to be done. There's always more healing to be done. We're going to head to our next commercial break and we will have one more last segment to the show. We can wrap it up. And if you guys do have questions, we'd love to hear it. You can either come over to the chat room on Inspired Choices Network. You can even write to me post-show and I can get the questions over to Jeremy. Jeremy, uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you to let everybody know how they can get a hold of you if they'd like to book time with you. Um, so we'll do that when we come back from commercial. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back with my guest, Jeremy Rodrick, right after this commercial break. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're having a fabulous conversation with Jeremy Rodruck, and I've been pronouncing his last name seven different ways because I'll get it right <laughs> once. 
<laughs> we are talking about decoding the masculine mindset. And um, before we get on to the next topic, because it is the pleasure zone, so you know we have to dive in, get wet and get naughty. Um, what I'd like to know is how can people get a hold of you? And is there are there some offers you would like to tell people that you have? I know you've got books. I know you've got some other things. So if you can let us know about all that, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. The best way to get a hold of me, honestly, is Facebook. Like that's where I'm the most active. I'm the only Jeremy Roadbrook on the internet, so super easy to find. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff out on TikTok, a bunch of stuff out on YouTube. Um, but if you want like interaction, you want to ask questions, etc., we could definitely book some time. Um, I offer 15 minutes to anyone to like, what do you got going on, and can I point you in a good direction? Um, I've been helping people for more than 28 years and a variety of messy, complicated situations. And I don't judge. Um, all I do is evaluate. There's no fault, no blame, no guilt, no shame with me. I'm just, you are where you are. Where do you want to be? Cool. What's getting in the way? And how can we make that go faster? So uh, Facebook, Jeremy Roadruck, um, that's it. And in terms of the, you do the 15 minute, if you're a parent and you want to play better games, I would totally recommend your best child ever. Is this game worth winning? Uh, one of the frameworks that I teach actually in this book is how to create games i've got a box right there that explains here is how we as human beings create games doesn't matter how old you are i've had clients and i've worked with people three to 94 years old we all play games we all tell stories and when it comes to games there's only four frames that you need to understand and once you do you can unpack anybody's game and you can create a win-win with them if they are available for a win-win some people are so enmeshed in their wounds that the only way they win is making everyone else lose with them and you can't help someone in that situation because everything you offer to them they just see as a put down on themselves and their identity is is in such a place it's not your job to save them from themselves it's theirs but at least don't add to the damage so this is a fantastic book and for all those transactional analysis nerds out there if you've ever read the book Games People Play, this is the answer to that book because my dad read oh, that cool. when I was a kid, raised that, raised me on it. The problem with Games People Play is it identifies dysfunctional games. It tells you how to break them. It does not tell you how to replace them with something more sustainable or healthy yeah. for both of you. It's just label it, break it, done. And as if somehow that will make people magically want to be their best selves, usually it doesn't. It makes them angry and defensive because you just broke their game and they don't know how else to interact with you. So now they're going to get more weaponized. Merry freaking Christmas. It's really important to replace it. So anybody listening 100%. out there. Yeah. And the thing is, if you don't replace it, what ends up a lot of times happening is addictions kick in and you'll just have an addiction after an addiction, try and replace it. So yeah, mm -hmm. let's knock that off. So yeah, we, I invited Jeremy on because he's a playful guy and I like talking about sex. And since he coaches peeps on all kinds of things with relationships, I was like, hey, let's have a conversation about this too. And how does the, how do you feel the, the, the boy, the man, the king can relate in or play in sex in a better way? Like, Ideally, I want to be with a king in bed. That's what I'm like. That's what yeah. I know. Yeah. So, so that's you can only give what you have, 
right? And, and you can only give when you're in the state that you're in. And so if you're dealing with a boy, on the negative side, you're going to have the fault, the blame, the guilt, the shame, the performance anxiety. Am I going to be able to get it up? Am I going to last long enough? Is this going to be good enough for you? He's so in his head and so worried. And very few women want to fool around with a boy. It is not exciting because it activates a lot of the nurturing side of themselves. And it's a lot of sympathy and pity. That's not sexy. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's not inner. It's not, it's not, it, it's not fulfilling. So get out of being a boy and being guilty and feeling shameful. Now on the positive side, an integrated boy, playful and fun, but sometimes we'll carry it too far and it's too fun and it's too silly and things don't get where they need to go or the magic has started to build, the tension started to build. And then he like makes a fart joke or he does something. And it's just this constant dissipation of energy because boys don't build kingdoms. Boys don't provide boys play. And this is where I see a lot of younger couples struggle because the guy just wants to play and have fun and have adventure. He doesn't care where he's going or when we get there, or how we get there. And they, it can be fun for a while, but it starts to get exhausting and depleting because it's like, can we can we get to the result, please? And so, you know, if if you as a woman enjoy taking a more active role and taking more control and you want to play in some power stuff and get into the BDSM stuff, a boy can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But he's also a lot of work because focus, focus, junior, junior, with me, with me, junior. Like you got to get him back because he's so squirrel, 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 squirrel. <laughs> We're naked, squirrel. <laughs> so then you go to the man and men are strong and they're stable and they're controlling and they're powerful. And that can be a lot of fun and it can be really amazing and he can definitely get you some really fun places. Uh but he's going to be more focused on his needs and his wants first, last, and only. And if he's in work mode and you're trying to play with him, you're going to get attacked. He's going to be angry because he's fixated on producing results. Think of like a 5,000-pound flywheel, and he's like spinning on work, and he's producing, and he's building, and he's got business deals, he's got meetings, he's got to make things happen. And then you're coming in and wanting to like play and let's dance and da-da-da, and, and he's not really paying attention, so you escalate until you break his focus now that 5,000 pound flywheel had zero time to transition and it just runs you over and that's where you will oftentimes get the worst of a man because he is angry he's defensive and there's a part of him if we're being honest his inner child is sad because he's hurt because i want to play with you but i can't i haven't earned the right yet i'm not making enough money i'm not in the place and and so as a lover, it's a lot of when he's available and when he has the free time and you will very often end up feeling like an afterthought. When it happens, it's a lot of fun. It can be very powerful, but it's few and far between or it's not going to be nearly enough unless you learn how to guide him and help him structure his life, structure his days. We can talk about like prince versus king and that's kind of where we're going with man towards prince, towards king. Mm -hmm. And then as a king, protector, provider... If he wants to make love to you, the world stops. Time stops. There is nothing but the two of you in this moment. And it is the most amazing experience. It fills you to all levels, all nooks and crannies, filled to overflowing. And you'll be thinking about it days later. Because it's just such a completely overwhelming experience, but in such good ways that it makes you want to go back to it. 
yeah, yeah. The, it's it's the presence is the most amazing thing and if yeah. if guys understood how to be here now and stop all the churn take that 5000 5000 pound flywheel and just stop it and hold the potential and let that potential build right so one of the things i would do to my wife is i would flirt with her for two or three days and i would send her texts and things like that but you know i'm not in a space that i'm really i can't act on this right now babe i'm i'm focused i got to get this thing done but day after all yours and so building that building that intensity building that intentionality it, it, you create sparks like literally you can feel the sparks between the two of you it's palpable and it's fun but it requires a strong man to be able to hold that space and play play with her but also get work done absolutely and then follow through so don't just tease it up for three days and then walk away follow no, that's through. me that's me. <laughs> that's me. doesn't walk away. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's mean. No. My maker think so, I'm walking away. That could be fun, but then deliver. Nah, you got that's a whole other game, right? That's fun too. Exactly. Yeah. When, when you're exactly. understood, when there's like consensual non-consent happening, that's a whole other game. But yeah, yeah. I think it's 100%. really important to look at this, guys. Like if you're if you're listening to this show tonight, what I want you to do is do number one, just observe. Think about it, self-observe, and, you know, don't go out to your partner and start judging the crap out of them going, but you're a little boy. No, because this does happen sometimes. That's not the point of this. It's to observe. And if you do need facilitation, connect with Jeremy. He can actually take you through um, facilitation on this, coaching through this, so that you can go from being a boy to being the king. You know, there are there are definitely tools and methods and processes and all strategies to do that. And it's really important to follow through on them. Sometimes when you're in that little boy phase, you might not want to follow through. And that's when you got to bring the man and go, this is important. We need to take care of this. So yeah. having these conversations is really key. And I think that, you know, in this day and age, you were talking about like the play and the, you know, build up. I think it's really important, especially in this day and age when so many people in relationships were having people who are, you know, they're not working at home, they're working away, there's travel going on, you're not seeing your partner very much. If you can have that connection and you can always find a, a point of connection with your partner throughout the day, it can really help for you to feel confident also in your relationship to yourself, but also with your partner. We've only got 30 seconds left, Jeremy. I want to thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, and for your presence. And like you said, presence is the best. Like if you can be present, it's so sexy. Just try that for, you know, a minute of your life. And then 10 next week and see how that goes. Um, we're heading off. So thank, thank you, you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.